What's up, family? My name is Jetty Azuma, and today we're talking about safety for women. What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, a.k.a. The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. So this is going to be a really awesome topic, and I'm very blessed to be joined uh, with on this podcast with my friend Jetty. He is founder of the Rising Man podcast, the Rising Man movement. He is a coach for men, but I'm excited to be talking about women's safety today what's up to the, welcome to the show bro yes man thank you for having me on here I, I, this is oh, such cool. an important topic man such an important topic and i just had a daughter five months ago so it's even ah, more important to me now. even more important yeah <laughs> i love that well so women's safety is something that it is goes i guess beyond the normal i guess anti-violence type of thing because women can feel unsafe just from the energy in a room um mm-hmm. And so how then, I guess let's just open floor, women's safety. I mean, how do you want to spark this conversation? Oh, well, I think it's just acknowledging first. Yeah, I think it's just acknowledging first that the world hasn't been a safe place for women for a long time. And a lot of men don't even take that into consideration because we're still living like boys. We're still thinking about our Mm -hmm. own interests. And a boy who experiences his sexual hormones for the first time does really only want one thing. And it requires mm-hmm. a man to realize what it means to be respectful and reverent of women, of the feminine, to engage in that intimate space with a woman without her feeling threatened. And even just to be in her physical presence and feel attraction to a woman without it being something that makes a woman feel unsafe and, and unseen. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, no, that's really important to note because I feel um, for the majority of, of women that I've talked to, um, and even some of the work that I do with healing trauma, like this recurring theme of the feminine, not necessarily just women, but the feminine energy in us needing to feel safe mm. in order to yeah. fully express or to fully lean into, um, you know, that I think that's been missing. Absolutely, man. It's all like the inner child and things of that nature. Yeah. And, and I think of, yeah, I'm glad you said feminine because that's an important distinction to make. Masculine to me is the container and feminine is the water that fills it. So we possess both of those within ourselves. That's one way we could look at it. But if we're thinking of masculine as men in our society, to be able to be a container with integrity that can hold the wild, sacred feminine is a beautiful dynamic. And it's tricky because we are so different from those two, from those two poles. Uh, But we can learn to hold each other in a higher light and you know, there's a, there's a lot happening in the world right now around women's safety, the Me Too movement, and we're rediscovering how we can be in, in sacred relationship with each other. Right. What do you think is the biggest uh, struggle for men in this area? Uh, thinking with our hearts and or coming from the heart and not from the dick. You know, yeah. that's really that's really what I think happens a lot is a lot of guys just don't have command over their sexual impulses and desires. That's mm-hmm. probably the biggest one. Well, that's part of the spiritual path, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, desires, yeah. I know it was for me, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> like I said, as a, as a boy, that, that is what I was looking for. You know, they say, oh, men only want one thing. Well, boys only want one thing. Men want more than one thing. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Totally. What do you think, um, in that, in that struggle, how do you think that men can then make that shift? Or how did you make that shift? I guess we you know, could talk about how did I make that shift? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, well, I I went on this journey of finding 
my, my purpose in life, figuring out how I wanted to give back to the world. I think I always talk about the difference between a boy and a man. A boy looks for how his community will serve him and take care of him. Whereas a man looks for how he can be of service to and take care of his community. So just that simple mindset shift of, I want to take care of the people around me, make them feel safe, make them feel protected and provided for versus what can I get from them? That was the simple shift and pivot. And that happens with time. It's not, it's not like crossing the street. It's, it's like climbing a mountain. Right. I know before we started, um, even recording, we were, you were talking about how you do initiation processes with men. And I think that's so important and missing in society today. Cause I know like for me, I, before I even dove into any of this work, basically initiated myself by, you know, moving out of my parents' house and quite literally was just like, cool. Now I'm going to move to a new city where I don't know anybody and I'm just going to like find my way. And I yep. look back on that and I was like, in a way that was like me initiating. And, um, but I want to talk about that just to have awareness around this because it is not talked about, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in society today. And it's so crucial for the development of men from going from a boy, boyhood to manhood. Absolutely, man. And we all have our role in our position. So I know you said a lot of the people, the people who listen to you are, are women. So what's the role of a mother with a son is to kick him out of the house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get him out from under your wing and let him fly. Uh, it's, it's, it's the most beautiful thing to witness a mother taking care of her son. But at some point that can be detrimental. And I think that that's a big affliction of our generation is that there's a lot of moms who, who don't want to let their boys go. And in other cultures and societies, the, the men, the uncles would come and grab the sons from, from the mothers and just take them because oh, they wow. knew that's what the village needed. They'd come and grab yeah. them in the middle of the night and they would take them out into the bush for anywhere from four days to a month, sometimes several months to teach them how to be a man. And so, uh, it's, if, if women want to feel more safe, then they've got to be willing to let boys become men. And we all do. We all have a role in that. Mm -hmm. and I think it's also having discernment. For the women on like, you know, and, and I think it, it, it's kind of your intuition already knows, but having discernment on like, is this person in front of me, a boy or a man? Mm -hmm. And it, that really comes with, I think, just having clarity of, of your own, in, not integrity, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, intention, like your uh, awareness, right? Because if you have cleared this like neediness within you of needing validation from other people you can clearly look and see like is this person really after my best interest can i be safe with this person and i think there's a lot of confusion there with women especially that have codependent tendencies because they fantasize and then they throw themselves too and it was like oh I, it, this feels amazing okay cool like there's this and this this is like eh but hey but this is good and this is good so i'm gonna give it a shot um mm -hmm. and they almost like rationalize in their head that, oh, this is okay. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same validation game that we're all playing. And when it comes from women, the opportunity is to have dominion over your body and your gifts that you're giving. You're literally the act of intercourse is inviting someone else into your body, into your temple as a woman. So to give that away freely, uh, because you're looking for validation from a man, even just looking for a man to experience pleasure by, and, and, and having your body be a part of that outcome is, is an unhealthy validation pattern. Right. And, and, you know, I think about my daughter and, and she, you know, she's only five months old right now, but I intend and hope for her to be the type of woman who knows who she's inviting into her temple, who she's inviting into her house, who she's welcoming to, um, share her, her feminine 
with. And, you know, that's, that's, that's where speaking to women, I, I apologize if I come off a bit harsh, but I, I would want for all of my sisters out there to have some awareness around that, that inviting a man in, you know, to, to sleep with you is a very sacred thing. And it's not something that's going to, you, you know, you don't get happy by having another man be happy just because you guys had sex. And that's, I think that's, I think that's part of the maturation of, of girls into women too, that I don't really know much about, but just kind of by observation. Right. Well, yeah. And that's also what the, you know, the cultural, um, painting, if you will, what's been, what's been modeled is like, oh, like guys just want sex. So guys just want one thing. So then give them sex and they'll be happy and then you'll be happy. Well, that's like relying on somebody else's happiness for your happiness. <laughs> yeah. And for us as men, we're like, oh, well, women, women, they just want things. They just want money. So give them money and things and they'll be happy. And it's like, nah, <laughs> it doesn't work right. like that either. Right, right, right. So I think it's really just coming to the, the paradigm of like what we've had in the past known as reality and going, wait, well, maybe it's deeper. And then figuring Absolutely. out the truth for ourselves. Absolutely, man. For sure. Mm-hmm. So going back to just women's safety, mm-hmm. so kind of, I know we kind of got a little off topic on there. Um, <laughs> I mean, how then, you know, for the guys listening, can they, what, you know, the, I can hear them now. What, what can I do? What, what should I do to make women mm-hmm. feel safe? I think it's just raising a higher and higher level of awareness. I always, I always look at the example of going to the gym because I used to be a gym rat back when I was in college and then I got away from it for a little while and went to martial arts and I've been leaning back into the gym a little bit more again recently. And after having all of this men's work and, and experience over the past decade, right? So I'm going back in with a new lens and you walk into a gym and it's such a funny social experiment, <laughs> you know, the, the gym and fit life and everybody wearing, you know, clothing that you can see everything, right? So naturally you'll be on one of the machines or one of the pieces of equipment mostly men in there, some women, and a beautiful woman walks into the room. She walks into the room and everybody is just, you watch every man take notice of it and start yeah. tracking her as she walks in. But nobody engages. Nobody engages with her. Maybe one guy will engage and go say something to her, but we're all appreciating her beauty from a distance. Now, in a healthy interaction with that, I think that a man walks up and just says, wow, you are a beautiful, you are a beautiful woman. Uh, thank you for letting me appreciate your beauty today. Right? It's like a very, that's like a very awkward thing to do. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure a woman hearing this is like, if a guy did that to me, I'd think, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> that's uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but when you actually think about it, what's, what's happening in exchange of that is there's a guy who you don't know, who doesn't say a word to you, who's fantasizing about sleeping with you. That's real because we've watched porn and we've, we've gotten in the habit of voyeurism as a way for experiencing pleasure. So if we're, if we're really analyzing and assessing the problem, it has a lot to do with the way we've learned and practiced intimacy and pleasure. So, and, and, and then there's the other side of it is, is the women's responsibility too. You know, if you are an attractive person and you're wearing very revealing clothing, you know what the outcome's going to be. Right. And in fact, on a, on an, on a conscious or unconscious level, that is what you are looking for is that attention. So we all get to be responsible for ourselves in this dynamic. And not looking at, well, I'm going to wear the most revealing clothing I can, but nobody come talk to me if I don't want you to, you know? Right. And I've heard from women that on that whole, that topic right there of like, well, yeah, but this makes me feel good. And it's like, at the same time, you do have to become aware of like that power that you have. And I think knowing that, like you said, knowing that you're an attractive woman and wearing somewhat revealing clothing, you're going to get looks, that stuff's going to happen. And 
I mean, you know, we're not women, so we don't completely understand, but to some regard, yeah. like I would just, it's like, I explain it this way to some of my clients where like when you raise your awareness or your vibration and you start becoming more energetically attractive, you're going to attract more of everybody. You can't like mm-hmm. select who's going to be attracted to that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think 100%. That that's the frustration that some women have of like, they, as they become more attractive or, um, wear things that make them more attractive, whatever it is, they then, mm-hmm. they attract more of the people that they quote unquote, like don't want to interact with than just, you know, boys when they're after the men. But it's like, what are you paying attention to? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And let saying. me, let me back up for, let me back up for a second because I told, I told you, man, I'm used to sp- speaking to guys. So you have to keep me in line <laughs> if I, if I start being too direct. Um, <laughs> All, all I'm really saying here, I, I, I honor that too. And I think that we ought to live in a world where women can feel free to express themselves and feel safe to do so. What I'm saying is that it's not a one-sided problem. You right. know, obviously men, we, we need to learn how to conduct ourselves better with regards to sexual energy, sexual attraction, um, even just respecting women, you know, not taking women for granted. I mean, it's easy to go to the sexual piece because that's pervasive. But even just how we speak to women and, and honoring women for everything that they bring. I mean, we all came from a mom. Every right. single person on this planet came through their mother. So, you know, what does it say about you if you don't honor the feminine? It means like, man, you don't, you don't respect your life because exactly. that's it's, the feminine is what gave life to you. It's, it's respect. Yeah. At the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, all I'm saying is that we all get to take responsibility for our own piece of it. And I'm not saying that women ought to be wearing burkas and covering themselves up all the time. You know, I don't, I don't think that that's healthy either. Just to, just to be aware, just be conscious of, of the decisions that we're making, that what you put on and what you wear, if it makes you feel good, awesome. And just know that, that you're walking out into a world where not every man is conscious and, and not every man has the best of intentions yet. We're getting to them. We're, 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 we're finding them and bringing them close right. to the fire and teaching them how to do it, but give us. Give us a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. So for the men listening in, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned how it was a journey and it was just ultimately more of just a heightened awareness and it's taking ownership of your decisions and what you, you know, what you decide to act upon and things of that nature. But also I think it goes down to intention mm-hmm. and going back to respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh I was just doing another podcast interview before this one and we were talking about I I adapted a code of values for the rising men, the rising man community mm-hmm. that that I'm the leader of and one of the values um was to uh to conduct yourself in a way that is integral, that is honorable, to be one who provides safety for all people everywhere you go. And mm-hmm. I think that's taking on this these commitments and conduct and committing to conduct your life in a certain way is really what it's all about. It's really what it comes down to. And so it's, it's very simple. You know, it's, it's just, it's just committing yourself to being away in the world. Right. And I think that that's, that's really important. I talk a lot about this, uh, in my programs where it's like so many of us are focused on the actions. Cool. What do I do? What do I do to get more money? What do I do to get what do I do to get a relationship? And it is more about being and who you are as a person that magnifies it to you. And out of that being will come your actions. And so it's really, I, I just, you know, as we're talking, just 
had awareness on this, like going from boy to man or even girl to woman, like that I think is a big switch where you're mm-hmm. committed not to just the actions, but to like having integrity with yourself and way of being and honoring and respecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And like your moral it's, character, you know? Yeah. Having, um, having those values that you conduct your life by, this is why it's difficult is because up until we start living our lives this way, we're always looking for what's in it for me. A lot of values and virtues is, has nothing to do with us and what we get from it. It's the legacy and the culture that we're creating and leaving behind. So that's that alone to me is let, let's not even talk about boy or man. That's just being an adult, <laughs> learning that your life is not yours and it's not about you, about what you're leaving behind and what you're creating for the people around you. Mm-hmm. So totally true. So, you know, my, my, I, I'm a love coach. I talk a lot about love and relationships. And so this my last flash question that I have for you is what is your definition of love? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Well, I, the, the answer that's coming from my gut right now is that love is that which you have inside of you that you can give to other people. Uh, I think that, mm. I think love is a feeling sometimes, but it's also, it's, it's a gift that we can bestow upon others, including ourselves. I think of it like a, like a pot of water, like a, like a, like a flower pot that, you know, you go and water plants, like you can go around the world spreading love and giving love. It, it, it lifts people up. It blesses us. It makes us feel, feel good and appreciated and respected. I think it's also a, a conver, uh, not a conversation, a language. Love is a language that we can speak in, in different dialects of love. So it's, it's one of those ineffable things too. You know, you can talk about love, but you really, you only really understand it when you feel it. So true. Dude, mm-hmm. Jetty, I love this. Thank you so much for jumping on the show and just even having this conversation. Um, where all can people like find you, find more about what you're doing and everything? Yeah, you guys check me out, check me out on Instagram at Jetty Azuma, uh, Facebook Jetty Azuma, um, the rising man podcast.com. Uh, check it out on iTunes, Spotify, send your, send the fellows over that way. Um, it was an honor to be on here, man. And may I just share one more thing before I go? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I, whenever I get a chance, I know you told me that a lot of uh, a lot of your audience is women. I always, whenever I get a chance to speak to women, I always like to say this: that uh, on behalf of all of the men or boys who have made, who who've uh, taken advantage of you in one way or another, mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, I, I apologize for that. I, I take responsibility as a man on behalf of all men and our decisions. And that inside of every man who's ever made a choice like that, there is a, there's a wounded boy. There's a wounded part of himself that wants to be of service and loving respect and admiration of you, but hasn't found his way there. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's any evil man out there. There's just a boy that's wounded inside. So to, if you can, if you can find forgiveness, compassion, patience for those guys out there who haven't found that yet, then we can really all come closer together and heal as one. Oh, I love it. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for that and spreading that gift. Thank you again for jumping on the show, man. For everybody listening, mm-hmm. go check him out. As you can tell, he's freaking awesome. And as always, go put some heart into everything that you do today. <laughs>